Welcome to episode number 152 of the Jackson Hole Connection. I'm recording right here in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Support for this episode comes from Teton County Solid Waste and Recycling, and they are reminding you to reduce, reuse, recycle, and compost. Avoid using those sticky, nasty, single-use plastic products whenever possible, and remember to put those reusable bags in your car or bicycle whenever you go shopping. Also, whenever you're hungry for breakfast and lunch, think of the deli at Jackson Hole Marketplace. Using fresh baked bread from 460 Bakery, Boar's Head Meats, and Cy Ginsburg Meats to build something that will delight your belly. Welcome to the Jackson Hole Connection. I'm Stephen Clark Abrams, your host. Thank you everybody for tuning in again and all of those new listeners. Remember that more people can enjoy this podcast by you getting out there and doing a quick share and giving us a fabulous review. My mission is to bring you fascinating stories of people connected to Jackson Hole. The people sharing their stories are the people we see walking around town every day or sitting on the sidewalk drinking a beautiful cup of coffee. And maybe they got that coffee from Pearl Street Bagels. I feel we all have a story to share and I want to bring you stories which will connect with you and bring good energy to your day. Today's guest is a dynamic duo partnership. Heather Gould and Polly Felice. They are the owners of the iconic Pearl Street Bagels, which has been serving coffee, bagels, and other treats for over 30 years. Heather and Polly purchased Pearl Street Bagels from the founder, Maggie Gibson, after spending several years as employees of Pearl Street Bagels. They realized that this was a special place and they wanted to make sure it was alive and well for many generations to come. Today, Polly and Heather share their story of a place that we have all come to know and love. These two are hands-on operators who are also raising families of their own and certainly understand the importance of their people and all of those beautiful customers. Heather and Polly, thank you for being the dynamic duo and joining me here today at the Jackson Hole Connection. Lovely to have you both here. It's great to be here. Thanks. We're excited to be here. You betcha. So we have dynamic duo, Heather Gould and Polly Felice. You got it. Nice. Got it. Who are the co-owners, their partners at Pearl Street Bagels. That's awesome. Let's start with Polly. Tell me how you landed here in Jackson Hole. Well, I'm from Washington State originally, and I am a real true ski bum. I Worked seasonal jobs right out of high school and landed myself in Washington up at Crystal Mountain Ski Resort. And I was kind of looking for a new seasonal place to move to with hopes that I could find a place that was a year-round place. I had been moving kind of season to season and just trying to figure it out and was honestly looking for, which I didn't realize in my early 20s, but a community and a place. So I moved to Jackson and didn't really care for it much. I was a cocktail waitress. I worked at a Mexican restaurant that called the Vista Grande that doesn't exist anymore and uh, cocktailed out of the moose like everyone does when they move to town and was really just trying to find friends and it seemed like everybody kind of just, you know, 
know. I met a lot of 90 day wonders and I couldn't seem to figure out like who lived here? Like where, like what? You, you have a house, your parents have a house and you get to live there. So I was having a hard time. And then I started working at Pearl Street Bagels kind of through a connection and really took to the place. I started working in the Wilson location and, you know, we're connected to a Wilson backcountry sport. Shout out to the bike shop, ski shop, and uh, kind of met that community and a lot of the people that worked there, my business partner who's sitting right next to me and honestly developed like lifelong friends and started to feel, you know, in my mid twenties, like a sense of community. And what year was it that you landed here? I moved here in 2001 and have not left yet. (laughs) And and like you said, repeating what you just said that it took a little bit for you to get that sense of community. Yeah, for sure. I definitely felt like a lot of people moved out of here, out here with college friends. And I moved here by myself as a ski bum and thought there would be a bunch of me around town. And I was having a hard time finding that. So, um, yeah, I started backcountry snowboarding up in Teton Pass. At that point, we had these lovely six and a half hour shifts and Heather and I weren't owners and we didn't have children. So, yeah, I just snowboarded <laughs> and worked my my coffee shop job and it was fabulous and uh, took to it. And here I am now still doing it. Cool. And Heather, what about yourself? How did you land here? I actually came from the opposite coast of Polly. I moved out here from Connecticut. I also moved out here to be a ski bum. However, the first time I took the gondola to the top, well, not even the top of the mountain, I realized that I was in way over my head and I'm not that good of a skier. (laughs) So (laughs) um, when I first moved to town, I was a nanny for a great family that still lives here. And um, after a couple of years of that, I was just a little bit the same as Polly. I hadn't met a ton of people and I thought, you know what, I'm in my mid-20s. If I ever want to have children of my own, I should probably take a little break from hanging out with kids every day and do something different. And the kids went to the Wilson School, so after I would drop them off each morning, I would go into Pearl Street Bagels in Wilson and get a coffee. And every time I went in there, I just thought, this seems so fun. These people behind the counter feel, you know, it feels like they really enjoy this job and it seems like an awesome place to work. And so even though I had no food service experience whatsoever, when I was looking to move on from my nannying position, I applied at Pearl Street Bagels in Wilson and they took a chance on me. And now that I'm like the one sitting um, on the opposite side of, you know, the interviews when we're hiring people, uh, I'm surprised that they did, but I'm glad that they did. And that's where I met some of my best friends out here and my business partner that's sitting right next to me. And here we are 20 years later. I also moved out in 2001. You did? Okay. (laughs) And how many years now have you two been business partners? We have been business partners for... 13 years Uh, okay we were employed obviously employees at the bagel shop before that yeah and so tell the history of pearl street bagels who started it and what year did it start maggie gibson originally started pearl street bagels i don't know if i can tell all the details because i'm not entirely sure i feel like she she knows that story and i know what i've heard of that story Mm -hmm. but um I believe she went to college in Burlington, Vermont, and there was a great little bagel shop there that she really loved. And so when she was in her her late 20s, she actually started the bagel shop when she was in her late 20s, um, which is incredibly impressive. And she just really had a vision and she 
learned the way that they did it at the bagel shop back in Vermont and brought everything that she learned back out to Jackson. Um, and her husband, Les, was also a partner in the bagel shop. And they started it, uh, I believe the town shop opened May 23rd, 1990. Doing some quick math. You guys had an anniversary last year. We did. Sadly, it was a little more mellow um, than we expected because of COVID. And it kind of passed without without a ton of acknowledgement. Maybe, uh, maybe a glass or two of champagne with just me and Polly. But <laughs> um, yes, 30, 31 years this year. That's fabulous. Yeah. You're running a business. It's an institution. It's, I mean, now it's generational that people have grown up with the fresh Pearl Street bagels that don't get toasted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's definitely been obviously what we're known for, and some people love it, some people hate it. There was a prank that was pulled, I think, not long after we moved to town, right? Wasn't it mm-hmm. probably back around 2002 or three, where someone who I actually do know who it is now, but um, nailed <laughs> toasters to the front of the bagel shop, and so yeah, um, it's definitely, definitely a, a Jackson institution. <laughs> I remember seeing those things yeah. up there. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> And so Polly and Heather, how did the opportunity come about for you two to become partners and buy Pearl Street Bagels from the founders? So Maggie and Les were looking to kind of move on. And I had heard at one point, I think they had a sign on the door when I had moved to town. I had heard that they had talked to different employees that had moved on since we had started working there and it seemed like it just kind of had disappeared and you know at that point we're in our mid-20s we're not I was definitely a true ski bum and was not looking to become a business owner but Maggie said in passing one day I was really surprised when so-and-so quit I wanted to look into some sort of employee co-op or she was just kind of brainstorming out loud it sounded like and I just said hey if you would ever consider me you can count me in right now now. And um, I, I, I make quick out loud, you know, decisions that people have to hear my processing a lot. And, uh, but yeah, I felt solid about it. And I just kind of held tight. And, um, and then there was a couple other people that were interested. We had a previous business partner. He was with us for seven years and decided to leave the valley and move away with his wife that grew up here. And they moved to Oregon. And then it was Heather and I. So, um, yeah, so it was Brevin Daniels and Heather and I, and um, that's kind of how it all, it took a little while, you know, lots of lawyer appointments and all that good stuff. And then one day I was baking bagels, which we are short a baker and I am still baking bagels in Wilson. <laughs> um, so I was baking bagels and had to go in early to prep because, you know, like, that's just how it is. And then we left and went inside papers and I went back and baked some more bagels which you could never leave and go sign papers. Now it's so busy and go <laughs> leave for two hours. They'd be like, we ran out of bagels. Anywho. And then we came back and became business owners and went, went right back to work and haven't stopped being hands-on owners since essentially. What did you two learn during that process of going through buying a business from somebody? Hmm. That's a good question. Heather. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that part was actually pretty smooth. I think it's more what we're learning now as as time goes on. I definitely feel like, you know, we were 
handed an amazing opportunity. They were amazing of how they kind of structured it for us and really honestly took a really big chance on us is what they did. They took a really mm -hmm. great big chance on us and they made it pretty stress-free for a couple of, you know, three youngsters and mm -hmm. um, that didn't come with a, you know, big bank account. And um, they did, they did an, a pretty amazing thing. So I think that that was pretty seamless for us. I think it was probably a lot more stressful on their side of things. That would be for another uh, podcast. But, um, yeah, I think now in the current world that we live in, we're learning more in the past, you know, eight to ten years than kind of in the beginning of it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say, you know, like Polly touched on the actual process of buying the business. It was scary. Um, definitely, you know, to be in our late 20s, early 30s, taking on so much responsibility but like Polly said, Maggie set Pearl Street Bagels up to be a well-oiled machine. And basically, if we didn't tweak the formula too much, it's difficult to mess it up. Les used to like to say, at the end of the day, no matter what's gone wrong, it's coffee and bagels. You know, you can, you can get through it. But I think for myself personally, the learning curve has been owning and running a business. Is, it's a big deal. And when you don't have a business degree or that's not what you went to school for, there's a, there's a lot to learn. And I would say we've made a lot of mistakes. You know, we've learned what not to do again, <laughs> but it's been great. Um, I've, I've absolutely loved, you know, learning how to run a business and, and being a part of Pearl Street Bagels. It's, it's a, great, a great business in town and it's really fun. You know, it's, it's a great opportunity to see people in the community and um, yeah, we've got awesome employees. Um, and I think it's just kind of been a learning on the job thing and we haven't always done it right, but most of that stuff I think has stayed behind the scenes, mm -hmm. you know, like anyone who walks into Pearl Street Bagels on a daily basis, we try to make it look pretty no matter what's going on, you know, with broken, broken equipment or anything. Somebody didn't show up for work. Um, I, I don't think a lot of that gets seen by our customers. That's, that's a sign of solid ownership right there and a great team that you two have assembled and, and maintained. And I'm going to push back on the business school side of things there's lots of people who go to business school and don't know how to run a business. So it's, I don't think it's a matter of what you learn in school. I think it's what you learn in the world of hard knocks, which is in life. And, and there's plenty of people who, who go to business school and run businesses and on the outside, it looks like they're successful, but they're probably making mistakes too. So True. we all make mistakes <laughs> as yeah. business owners. Um, we all make mistakes as people. It's just, it just happens. But I'm to you two, I'm curious as to what's the longevity of the, of some of the people that work with you all over there at Pearl street. We have some really amazing people and that's something too, that I think the community has realized, like, you know, whatever you guys are doing, you must be doing something right because people have worked for you for a long time. We've definitely keep trying to stay up, you know, with increasing benefits and, you know, all the things that we have and health insurance and anything, all these great things. If anyone wants to apply, we're hiring in all <laughs> departments <laughs> like everyone else. But um, no, we have some really amazing people. And that is something that I remember Maggie saying is like one of the best. And maybe I've thrown in that she said it was one of the best and worst things, or maybe I've twisted that for myself. But being involved on a daily basis with everybody in so many years and the fact that Heather and I are such hands-on owners and we're also moms and I definitely think of myself as like a mom boss. I care too much and 
you know, worry about the stress on the staff because we're kind of, we're there, we, we're there, we know how it is. So, um, yeah, we have an amazing staff. We've had a manager that's been with us over 10 years. Um, we have a new manager in our Wilson location that's been a long time employee. I don't want to mess this up because time just keeps dripping by, but I think she's been with us for six, Amy's six or seven seven years and (laughs) is just a really hard worker and has kind of flown under the radar and we uh, were looking for a manager. So we're really excited about our new manager. And I remember that myself being an employee and then kind of moving into an assistant manager position and just feeling like, oh, I feel refreshed. I was kind of hitting that burnout and now I feel like I have more responsibility. So I'm excited for her. And then our manager in our Jackson location is, she's just a solid rock. I mean, the community, I think, knows Cassie and has seen her day in and day out. And she is also a mom as well and cares too much about the staff. Yeah. And then we have an amazing kitchen manager in both of our locations that have been long, long time employees and worked with Maggie and Les and have also continued on with us and have come and gone at different points and have stayed with us. So we have a really good, solid team. And then we have some really long term, amazing employees as well. We could go through the list. We have a very small staff and we love them all. But um, yes, they've been with us for, you know, we've had people that have been with us for years. And Heather and I remember that as baristas. We worked as baristas for years. We were employees for seven years. So um, and then we had a crew of people that became our long term friends that we also worked with. So that's something that I think, you know, I don't want to speak for Heather, but I think that we both really love. Like I, I love seeing the 20 some year olds, you know, go for a hike together, go grab a beer after work and kind of just watch that from a little ways and see like, oh, they're, they're doing what we did in our twenties. They're developing that friendship. So if that answers it in a long drawn out answer. (laughs) It, It does answer it. And congratulations because to, be in the food industry and keep somebody have a team of people who and you have some people that have been with you for 10 years or seven years that speaks volumes to the type of operators that the two of you are um and you know i'm i'm not in the bagel business or coffee shop business but you said in the end it's coffee and bagels you you can't mess it up but there's always something to mess up um so <laughs> Don't simplify it too, too much there, Heather. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, when he would say that, it was, I I think, just a reason not to get upset, Mm -hmm. you know, just to remember, to put it in perspective, at the end of the day, it's coffee and bagels. You know, we're not operating on anybody. We're not doing surgery. Nobody's Mm -hmm. life is in our hands. Um, So even if the day seems stressful with anything that comes up, it is coffee and bagels. And Mm -hmm. coffee and bagels are great. Coffee and bagels are wonderful, you know, and... uh, yeah, but I think that that was, that was the intention behind that statement. <laughs> I, I understand that for sure. I'm curious as to how many bagels do you guys make a day? How many? Mm. Do you measure that by units or dozen? Is this a secret or are we going to put this on a podcast? People oh. always ask me and we never say. <laughs> oh, you um, don't. Well, I firsthand could answer that question uh, last week. You know, it's just coffee and bagels. We keep saying that mantra to ourselves. And uh, we had a broken oven in our Jackson location. So we magically pulled the wool over everybody's eyes. And I went to work at 3 a.m. and uh, baked bagels for both shops. And with Heather's help and some other employees, we shuttled them to our Jackson location. So I kept tabs on it because I was proud of myself and wanted to see how many bagels I baked in the day. Um, are we are we 
talking about this number. So I baked 56 and a half boards of bagels. And on each board of bagels, there are 30. Uh, so help me out, math people. <laughs> Cheat and grab my phone. I think I came up with, Heather, do you know the uh, the math on this one? She's the accountant, by the way. I should. Yeah, I was going to say I should know that because <laughs> I, I do the books. But, 50 uh, times 30. Uh, 1,525 bagels is what I baked for a record for that day for both our locations to keep it going. And yeah, that, that is a busy, busy day. Um, our numbers have definitely increased this summer significantly. Shocker. Uh, compared to last (laughs) summer. Um, we've also curbed our hours last year. Um, With the pandemic, Heather and I, you know, there's lots to talk about with that. But we did change our hours. We've always been open from 6.30 to 6, 363 days a year. And um, after being shut down for two months with the pandemic, and then thankfully the PPP got us back up and running, we changed our hours as working parents and extremely hands-on owners. We just couldn't pull it off staffing-wise, and it's still difficult. But we changed our hours 7 to 3 to give the bakers a little bit of a hot second Mm -hmm. because, as I know myself, my work day tomorrow starts at 4.30 in the morning. And if we were still at the 6.30 opening, I would be going in at 4. So that extra half an hour is a lot. Um, So we changed that to kind of help the bakers and we close at 3. So for our numbers of bagels to be going up with three and a half hours less, we're asking that little shop to do a lot. We have maxed out the space. um, We're very shorthanded and we're asking our crew to like we're working really hard to pull this off right now. How many square feet is the Jackson spot and how many square feet is your Wilson spot? Mm, we'll ask the accountant here. Oh. Too small. <laughs> Too small. <laughs> um, I I don't know the answer to that. I've always been terrible at estimating the size of <clears throat> buildings mm-hmm. or whatever, but but yeah, no, we maxed out our space a long time ago. And mm-hmm. like Polly said, it is pretty amazing the numbers that we're pulling off in the space that we have. We are hoping to do a small remodel in the fall of the Jackson location, but that's mainly because during the pandemic, we added online ordering, mm-hmm. which I think I had mentioned earlier, you know, Maggie set Pearl Street Bagels up as a very well-oiled machine. And so we kept it similar. We made some small changes, but nothing major. And we all had to pivot and figure out how to make it work during the pandemic and the various stages of the pandemic. And so we added online ordering, which has been wonderful. Our customers love it, but it's definitely added challenges to to our space and just to our employees and our systems. We've had to come Mm -hmm. up with ways to incorporate that. And so we're pulling it off right now, but I think we need to make it more permanent when people start dining in again in the fall. And yeah, so that's going to be, that's going to be a little bit of a change for us in the fall. We're going to get a room stretcher. Yeah, yeah. that would be awesome. Like Harry Potter style, yeah. you know, where they go in the tent and then it's a beautiful mansion. Yes. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> people are very generous at giving them, you know, what we should do with our business. And they and they essentially say like, oh, yeah, why don't you guys offer seating? You know, because now we're all, you know, feeling safer and vaccinated. And anyways, we're all feeling much safer. So we still don't have seating. So everyone kind of understood it when we did had all had masks on and we were distancing. And now they're like, why don't you have seating? Um, we've got a pretty wonky setup, which is pretty impressive that people are still dying to cram into that little building and both shops. Um, it does make it smaller. We've kind of 
have like a blockade of tables and somebody takes your order. But behind our counter, I took a picture yesterday because I just wanted to show. I just couldn't get the depth of it. But I mean, it was literally almost as long as my arm of a ticket that somebody had put through on the online ordering. And we hit like 10 to 15 minutes on our times. So it's a lot. I know there's a variation, you know, some places you get a 45 minute wait and we try our best, but it's very tricky right now. So our scene behind our little counter is just tickets everywhere. I kind of think of it as like a short order line cook right now. And then you kind of have a server out front, but we do need to do a remodel. So we're kind of stalling and just trying to get through the summer and hopes that somebody can, you know, make that happen for us in the fall. So we're hoping to have seating, but we, you know, people say, well, why don't you just, you know, put another sandwich stand? I was, yes, of course. We would Mm -hmm. love to double this exact. We'd love to have a whole nother espresso machine, a whole nother sandwich bar in our extremely small kitchen that could also be twice the size and also have a crew to run that. But because of that and not wanting to drop that online ordering, because I'm a huge fan myself around town. I love it that I, you know, we want that to stay. And so we're just doing kind of a wonky setup really because we love the online ordering and, and it's really a community thing. I've noticed Um, some vacationers do use it, but the other day in town, I mean the line all day long. At one point there was three locals in line. I was like, this is the most local I've seen Mm. all day. And generally they know you can cut that Pearl street line. You've always wanted to cut by online ordering and waiting 15 minutes. And then you roll up and it's on this table. People just yell out, Hey, we look over wave and they're out the door so we definitely want to keep it for the community yeah and Polly said we don't have any seating too but we do have outdoor seating in both locations and that's been something awesome I feel like the town of Jackson has done a really great job with the parklets mm-hmm. um sorry about hitting your parklet oh <laughs> that was all that was actually perfect timing we had just set it up and I was like well there you go it's too skinny <laughs> for a bike that's pulling a trailer yeah <laughs> no that was that couldn't have been more perfect um but yeah no that's been a great option and uh we do we are lucky to have you know the outdoor seating option in our town location and people have been loving that so I love and appreciate the energy that you two bring to the conversation and to your business and when I go in there and it, it's always high energy and, and very friendly, which, which is awesome. I want to take a quick break so we can get a word from one of our sponsors. And then we're going to be back with Polly and Heather to have more phenomenal insights into Pearl Street Bagels, uh, Jackson Institution. Teton County Solid Waste and Recycling wants to remind you to use those reusable bags whenever you go shopping for groceries or other places around town. Reusable bags are a fantastic option to using single-use products. They're great for the environment and even better for your wallet because you don't have to buy bags. Remember to wash those bags frequently bag your own items whenever possible. Food waste composting in addition to yard waste composting is available at the Trash Transfer Station facilities. Call 307-733-7678 for up-to-date hours of operation. And additional support comes from the vault of Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole's only and first climate-controlled wine storage facility and offering temperature-controlled storage for businesses. Call 307-248-6392 to connect today. Polly and Heather, welcome back. Let's talk about what I've always heard for bagels. It's the water. So I'm curious, from your professional opinion, because you two are professionals in the world of bagels, 
how important is the water or what really makes a great bagel? I would say that the water is important and we're lucky to have, I mean, well, we're lucky and we're not lucky with the hard water in Jackson Hole. Um, oh, yes, it is hard. It's very hard. And and that's brutal for uh, espresso machines, coffee makers, stuff like that. But it is good for bagels. And honestly, Polly and I were really dying to take a trip back to New York City and tour around there and try some bagels from the true East Coast, you know, East Coast New York bagels to give it a shot. And we were kind of hoping to have planned a trip last year and then it didn't end up happening. So one of these years, we would still really love to go out and pick the brain of the original, um, well, I, I guess they're not the original purveyors of the bagel, but pick some brains of, of some, some East Coast bagels. And shops. who or what business is that? Uh, I ha- I was actually working on a list. We were that far in our planning a trip uh-huh. back east. I was I was trying to put together a list, and I think Essa was one of them on the list. Um, we had a, a a customer that called about some merchandise, and she was from New York, and I actually ended up talking to her, and she gave me some ideas, but I mm-hmm. can't remember off the top of my head which ones she highly suggested. But I mean, I feel like there's a great bagel shop on every corner in New York, so. Yeah, I definitely, I think the water as well. Last week, um, our water was too hot, so we were kind of tweaking with that. We felt like the bagels were really overproofed. Um, There's a lot. There's a lot of love that goes into that one little bagel. So, you know, you got the water, we have, and then, you know, the ingredients that go into it, and then we have a proof room. The temperature's got to be just right on that finicky thing. So um, your humidity the temperature and the humidity, it has to be just right. And then the Sprinter van that drives around town is taking the bagels from the Jackson location to our Wilson location. The bagels are made in our Jackson location and brought to Wilson. So that is also, I'm sorry, the the dough. And then the the dough is baked by myself and our kitchen manager in Wilson. Great baker's position in Wilson, if anyone's interested. (laughs) Beautiful Uh, mornings by the creek. Yeah, Yeah. beautiful mornings by the creek. Like so beautiful. Like it's amazing what you see out there eagles and moose and it's pretty amazing anyways yes so then they get loaded up into our sprinter van as fast as you can because that hot hot summer air touches them and the bagels start overproofing so and then we try to cool off the van as much as we can get them to wilson unload them as fast as you can by our people in town making the dough and then get them into the walk-in it is all part of it so if the water temperature is off a little bit if the proof room's off a little bit if the van is not cooled down i mean any of the heat elements from the water the humidity or the outside air really affects the bagels and overproofs them and what that means is when you bake them they're just they're just different they're not as like tight and firm to bake they just get a little bit like sloppier and kind of doughy on the edges so Mm. um we kind of sort through that but there is definitely different levels of you know the freshest dough a dough that you can tell got a little overproofed it's it's a labor of love and when you bake them you kind of pay attention to how quick you um, we boil and bake and do a traditional style and put them on wooden sticks with burlap sacks on top and seed them so depending on how the bagel itself is you are taking that board of bagels at 4 30 in the morning and you're kind of deciding like "Ooh, these puppies need to go in and out quickly or mm, this dough is a little underproofed i'm going to let it go for a little bit longer it definitely is they're not no no bagel is the same um, but we try to make them all look the same at the end <laughs> um well of all the years that i've been buying bagels and Right now, I don't buy as many as I used to because I can't eat gluten. I've heard this on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I was, when I lived in Wilson, I was a regular Wilson customer. And 
lived in Jackson, I'd be a frequent Jackson customer. But I go get it for the boys nice. and for Laura. They nice. love bagels every now and then. William's like, I want a bagel. So we'll go get a bagel. What about the bagel for a bread product calls for it to be boiled and then baked? Because I, I'm not familiar with other bread products where you would boil it first typically you just put it in the oven maybe you add a little water to create a nice crust to it or something but why why is it that process for a bagel that's a good question i mean honestly it's funny we were just taught from maggie and less and i don't like i i feel like the original owners have the the root of that answer but i it gives you that nice crisp on the outside and soft on the inside and that's just the traditional way of a traditional bagel so when Mm -hmm. people say they want to toast their bagel and that's more of a i think just when i think of like a kind of a crappy grocery store bagel those are baked those are baked bagels they're not boiled and baked it's more like a bread product i'm just saying this i'm not positive but that's why they're just more like well if you say it's got to be right yeah right right? i mean it's all facts nothing but facts here people (laughs) yeah yes that's that's (laughs) that's what i've been doing now for 13 years um no but the That is what I, that's why as a lot of those chain bagel shop places and people want them toasted, they're just like a dried up, Mm -hmm. they don't have that crust and then the softness on the inside. That's what you want. When you think of like a perfect everything bagel, you want that perfect seating, that like crunchy bit on the outside and then the nice soft on the inside. So yeah, so that's traditional way that we have just plugged on into and we boil and bake them. So when people say, can I get a toasted bagel? We you know, pitch back. I, I, I do feel like I want people to be excited as excited as we are about them and still am. And I want them to know like, no, you're getting a good thing here. And like, you know, I always try to be like, Oh no, we don't toast. We bake them fresh. They're boiled and bake. And you know, they'll scuff. And then sometimes they'll come back and be like, you were right. And sometimes they'll just run out the door angry. And I'm like, well, that's okay. You can leave (laughs) to each their own. Yes, everybody has their opinion. If, <laughs> if it's like, hey, I can't get my bagel toasted. I'm not going to buy one from you. No problem, especially right now. You've got 30 other people standing yeah. behind yeah, people, them who want a bagel. Yeah, they're we'll not buy running out the door as as quickly as they They used to stomp yeah. their feet and run out the door a little bit more. Now they're like, oh, you're out of the, you know, this. Okay, great. Well, I'm not going to go stand in line anywhere else. So what do we got? I try to do our Instagram stuff. I always try to put up stories. And I did take a picture of my son, a six and a half year old, eating his toasted bagel the other day. And I, and I posted up. I never said you couldn't toast them at home. So he had a toasted bagel and he he, he wanted to he, he wanted anyone that could name the child to come get a free bagel and i was like well <laughs> i talk about you a lot and you come to the wilson shop a lot i don't want to open this can of worms of how many free bagels i'm giving away when they name miles's name <laughs> That's awesome. maybe next time it's just whoever comes in and says his name first yeah there you go yeah that, I'll, I'll discuss with would, him and we'll come up with a plan yeah that's that's cute i i love it so you're making bagels you're making coffee you guys have bagel sandwiches what have you found that makes you continue doing what you're doing in this community i mean you two have a fabulous disposition you are getting worked like mad and you have been for many years because been dealing with labor and in the food business it's always ups and downs your moms you're married and what what's your passion? What keeps you going for all this? Um, I think for me personally, it is that sense of community, and 
I think my favorite thing about the bagel shop is just never knowing who's going to come through the door. You see such a variety of this town. And, um, you know, there was a point in my life when I moved out here to be a ski bum. That didn't really work out. You know, I'd given myself two years to come play. And I thought, you know, I was at a point in my life where I was like, I'm going to go somewhere else. I just, you know, Jackson's great, but there's also reasons that make it difficult. And, and I looked around and I thought about it and I was like, yeah, but I know so many awesome people here and it's such a wonderful community. And it has changed a lot in the 20 years that I've been here, but I think that that still remains. And for me, I love our customers and I, you know, on a good day, there's no better job than the bagel shop. Like it's so fun. It's a great place. And that still holds true even though there are those days where it's like you know it's 95 degrees for or not 95 i'm exaggerating it's been 85 degrees for six weeks straight the refrigeration is not happy about that you know Mm -hmm. you come in there's always going to be those issues in any job that you have where it's stressful there are days that are stressful but i love the bagel shop and i love working there and i love the people that i work with and i love the people that come in the door and for me that's that's my passion for it um i you know I didn't come from a restaurant background. I do love the coffee side of it, too. I think that's something we haven't touched on, but we do um, great espresso drinks as well, and, and that's really fun, and I'm more passionate about that side of it. But, um, but yeah, for me, it's, it's really the people that I work with and that I see every day. Yeah, that's funny. I was thinking about that, too. I was like, our poor little coffee hasn't been talked about at all because I've just been stu- not not stuck as a baker, loving it, still still have that job opening available. Um, no, but anyways, yeah, I think we have been like kind of touching on the are bagels. Are looking for and a baker? We are looking for a okay. baker and baristas. Right. Um, no, but anyways. I want to make sure. I have, I have. Wow. My world has been with a lot of bagels lately since I've been baking, and I do. I love it. And I do love the baking part of it as well, even though I'm just... Have you ever slept on a bed of bagels? No, I okay. have not. <laughs> um, I agree with Heather. I think kind of the pulse of the community. And that is something that when I was confused and kind of lost and was trying to figure out this town in my 20s and landed at Pearl Street, and which is hilarious because it was the longest job I've ever had. I had worked so many seasonal jobs and had been working food service since I was 15 and had just done so many seasonal jobs. So it's hilarious that I've literally been there for as long as I have, because before that I had never had a, a job for a year. So I'm glad I got those quick jobs out of the way since I am now here all the time. I, yeah, I agree. I think just the community, the pulse of the community, I, you know, I would like to get our seating back because on big days in the world, it's pretty amazing. You're like, oh, today's a really big day. There's things going on in the politics and people are going to, they're going to need us. They're going to need the community and they're going to need a cup of coffee, the daily paper and a bagel or for the gluten-free people like stuff and just a cup of coffee. Um, (laughs) I think you might just drink tea actually. Do you drink coffee? A little bit. Okay. Well, anyways, he could come in for the paper and chat bit. with us. We look, yeah. We're open to chatting. But yeah, I, I think just the pulse of the community and getting to know everyone, I am quite a jokester and I feel like everybody is essentially kind of stuck when I'm waiting on them. They can't, you know, if they're going to stake it out. I, I like having fun and heckling people if it feels appropriate, which maybe I hit that on the mark sometimes, maybe not. Um, yeah, I, I really like, I have a painfully visual memory so i generally don't forget people their dogs their kids what they drank what they ate five years ago i could see people in a different country and know who they were the second i saw them it's 
a lot of faces to remember, but I do have an extremely visual memory on faces. So I can see somebody's shoulder in the oval window in the Wilson shop and know who's coming in the mm. door. It's kind of a blessing and a curse, but people love it because they didn't are never forgotten because I remember them all. Um, yeah, I, th- I think just that and just knowing that when the things are hard and people come to Pearl Street to find that community. And that is something that we did feel was lost when we were shut down and serving through a window. We really, that part was sad for Heather and I, that was hard to not have the people in the building. Cause when you take the people out, that, that pulse is gone. So it's been really nice to have them back and everybody, you know, is having a hard time, but I also feel like they're so, they're so thankful. And I feel like right now, everybody in our community is very aware of the hardships that's going on with staffing And I just feel like they're kind of reaching out to Heather and I and our employees as well and kind of just checking in on us and seeing like how we're doing. And it's nice because now that it's a, you know, nationwide shortage, I'm like, welcome to the team, guys. We've been we've been feeling this in summers a lot, which I know other business owners have, you know, it's too hot. Refrigeration doesn't want to keep going and staff some come and go and some are, you know, grateful and stay for years with us. But, um, yeah, it's been really nice to kind of have people kind of say hello and ask us how we're doing these days. So how are you doing? Um, I feel like we're doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you're catching us on a pretty good day. We definitely have some big things going on where refrigeration, we've got some oven stuff. Um, you know, I'm getting text messages on my days off about people needing shifts covered, just the normal (laughs) gamut of stuff. But Mm -hmm. I think all in all, I just do like to be busy and I do like, I like being there. I, I'm extremely extremely immature in some ways for a 44 year old and I just love goofing off of the staff and Heather has to keep wraps on me sometimes and remind me that I'm a boss and to be <laughs> not so goofy um we're very different I don't know if you can tell that from the podcast yeah I I am doing well um how are you doing Heather <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well thank you <laughs> and did you both have coffee today Yes. 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 Okay. Good. <laughs> I actually did not. <laughs> you, you didn't have any coffee today. No, I had. Okay. I I did not. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I drink it in the afternoon. It's it works better for me in the afternoon. It's best for everyone these days if I don't drink coffee in the morning. <laughs> All right. When we get calls about broken refrigeration, it's better if I'm like fueled and fed, and then I dream about my coffee in the afternoon. So there you go. Yeah. That's awesome. Heather and Polly, this has been wonderful hearing about Pearl Street Bagels and the two of you and what it takes to keep this place going. Might be a small square footage building in both locations, but it's a big impact in our community. I know after 30 years, there's a lot of memories out there of people and Pearl Street Bagels and you two being there for the amount of time that you have been, um, like, Polly said, you remember a lot of oddities, and that's part of being a a great business owner and the impact that you have in people. So you're doing more than feeding and fueling people with with coffee. You're certainly helping memories, and your story is important, and I appreciate you two sharing it. What is, when people now listen and they're like, oh, yeah, I can order online, what is your website? Um, We hope to have a new website up here pretty soon. Change has never come easily to the bagel shop, and mm-hmm. so we were we were late to the website game. And uh, we have a new revamped website. Hopefully, 
that will be live by the time people are hearing this. Um, but it is pearlstreetbagels.com. Okay. Yeah. And and our platform is through Chow Now. So you can also download the Chow Now app, mm-hmm. and then that will have all of the restaurants in Jackson on it that are using Chow Now. Yeah, I just tell everyone to put Chow Now on their on their phone. I use it frequently. One of my regular other um, coffee shops. Everybody's surprised when they see me somewhere else other than Pearl Street. But when I'm <laughs> not at Pearl Street, I do like to order online other places. Just switch their platform um, to their own platform. But their which I downloaded onto my phone. Which is, uh, anyways, but yeah, the Chow Now app is amazing. I tell vacationers, I'm like, if you're going to be in town. You know, if you're in Wilson, it's going to pop up all your Wilson locations um, and same with the Jackson. That is something that gets confused. We have downtown Jackson and Wilson because we have the two locations and people misorder sometimes. But yeah, the online ordering is pretty awesome. Gotta love some chow now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, for sure. sure. Well, Polly and Heather, thank you both for keeping this legacy going over at Pearl Street Bagels for so many years and look forward to sitting down and talking to you. Uh, both again in a few years and seeing how it's still going over there at Pearl Street Bagels. Awesome. Thanks, Stefan. It's been fun to talk to you. You too. All right. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Thanks, Polly. Thanks, Heather. Thank you. To learn more about Heather and Polly and Pearl Street Bagels, visit the JacksonHoleConnection.com episode number 152. Thank you, everybody, who helps keep this podcast going each week. Michael Moy, who edits and markets this big bad boy podcast. And my wife, Laura, and my boys, Lewis and William. Thank you, everybody. I sure hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to seeing you back for the next episode of the Jackson Hole Connection.